BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Marcelo top of the key into a triple. Yes! A.B. for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Clack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. It's good to be back with you tonight. The BYU Cougars finally back at the Marriott Center in town tonight is the visiting Portland Pilots. The 11-3 Cougars riding high right now, coming off the Bay Area sweep of St. Mary's and San Francisco. It was certainly A good week last week for BYU. The two wins last week improved BYU's West Coast Conference record to 2-1, and and it also pushed BYU into more of the postseason bracket projections. Obviously still lots of games to be played, but nice to see BYU's name popping up in the brackets and also now moving up as higher and higher seeds. Uh, Certainly, though, there's time for that. Lots of games to be played. In a lot of ways, the victory on Saturday at USF was like the win over the Gales on Thursday. BYU trailed in the second half, and then defense sparked the offense. Gideon George was once again at the forefront of that spark. He and Richard Harward provided a major lift off the bench, combining for 23 points, not to mention 13 rebounds for Big Rich. Now, I mentioned a second ago that the Cougars sit at 11-3. and three. That means that they're actually ahead of last year's pace by one game, and there are some obvious differences with the two schedules, namely, through 14 games last season, BYU is still in non-conference. Regardless, it puts into perspective what could be possible if this team continues to win at the rate that they are. And let's be honest, the winning should continue tonight against Portland. BYU has not played a home game since December 21st, so this is certainly a welcome sight for BYU. Portland, once again at the bottom of the conference, 6-7 and overall, 0-4 in the West Coast Conference. The Pilots have won just seven conference games in the last four seasons. You heard me right. Yikes is right. Portland has nine new faces this season after losing its top four scores from last year. Uh, guard Ahmed Ali and forward Eddie Davis are the only players who average double-digit scoring. As a team, Portland does not shoot the ball well. They're at 41% from the field and 31% from three. They're also giving up 80 points per game. This is definitely one of those games that you can't overlook But if BYU plays a normal game, the Cougars will walk away victorious tonight. That brings us to tonight's player interview. And I mentioned how well Gideon George has been playing since conference play began. Prior to the Gonzaga game, game one of WCC play, Gideon has scored 10-plus points. Uh, Gideon had scored 10-plus points in just two of his previous 11 games. In the last three, Gideon has scored at least 10 points twice. He's playing with a ton of confidence right now, and the Cougars likely don't win either game last week without him. Here's my chat with Gideon George. How would you describe your first year with the BYU Cougars so far? Uh, my first year, I would say I'm learning a lot, so and it hasn't been that easy, though, but I'm just happy I'm learning a lot every day. What's been maybe the biggest thing so far that you feel like you've learned um, I'll say on the defense, the defensive end, how to like guard one through five, 
that's one of the things that over the last couple of games has caught everybody's attention, especially the games at St. Mary's and then at San Francisco. You came in and it was your defense that really kind of spurred the offense on. What has led to your production increasing over the last couple of games? I've been talking to like the coaching staff a lot, like Nick Robinson, Chris Borges, Fig, all the time. So like they sent like a couple of videos for me. And show me like a lot of a lot of stuff that has been helping me a lot too. Do you consider yourself a defensive player, or do you consider yourself an offensive player who can play defense? Both. I'll say both. <laughs> what do you take more? What is more exciting to you? Is it getting a big dunk, or is it you know shutting a guy down defensively, or maybe getting a block? What What do you take the most pride in? Um, I say shutting a guy down. That's causing problem on our team, like going in and shut him, shut him down. So I take pride in that. What areas of your defensive game do you think have improved the most? I don't know. Like last year, I've been taking charges like way a lot, but this year, last year, I'm not been taking too many charges this year. So I don't know, man, because I love like guarding like point guards. So I like it like a lot, like guarding the other teams' point guard. I find it. Uh, comfortable for me though and you've been able to do that you've been guarding some of the point guards especially last week and I think your length really caused problems for them can you tell when you're really frustrating a guy when you know that you're in his head because he's not able to get around you um as you say my length so I'm using my length as an advantage to me because I know no matter what even if I help I can be there like on the catch or like get the block shot like Guarding a point guard is like a plus to me because I know I have like the size. I can contain him and I can use my length to like to stop him. So I'm using my length as an advantage to me. We've been talking a lot about your defense, but I do want to ask you about your offensive game. Over the last three, you're averaging in double figures. You're averaging right around 10. What's clicked for you on the offensive end? My teammates, they really be helping me a lot. They just... Like Brandon Everett, anytime I get into the into the game, he just tell me I should do my thing because ain't nobody going to stop me. Alex Barcelo the same way. He tell me to do my thing because ain't nobody going to stop me. And it's hard, man. I know that nobody's going to stop me too. So I don't know. Just having that confidence coming into the game, I'll say that has been helping me a lot and staying ready. What has been the biggest adjustment for you coming to BYU, whether it's maybe on the school side, whether it's moving to a a colder temperature, something basketball related? What's been the biggest adjustment for you? I'll say the cold, the cold. I'm really struggling with that. (laughs) You are wearing, you've got a beanie on right now. You're probably not used to wearing beanies very often, are you? Nah, nope. (laughs) <laughs> no. Take me through what school is like for you because you guys had a little bit of a break over the holidays mm-hmm. where you didn't have school so you could focus 100% on basketball and, and getting healthy. Now you're back in school. What's it like to, to be back in school and juggling both school and basketball again? Oh, man, it's hard. It's hard. Like, it's really, really tough. Like, being a student athlete is not easy because you got to go to class. Then you got to come back to the gym and watch like fame, practice and other stuff. It is what it is. You got to just do it both. At the end of the day, you have to have your degree and still play basketball. So what is it you're studying? Geography. I'm sure. Obviously, the goal is to maybe make basketball your profession. Um, yep. But if you decided to go in a different route, what, what would you want to do in terms of geography? What are you looking to major in that for? 
Um, really, I wanted to major in communications after I'm done so that I can, like, relate it to, like, basketball, like, mm-hmm. work with, like, for the NBA or stuff like that, be or ESPN. So I'm still looking into that, though. Like, I must switch to, like, communication major, too, so, because I really like it. You want to do my job, then. You want to, you want to do the communications and do the radio and the TV, then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's focus on what you guys are looking at and getting ready for with Portland. What's been the focus as you guys get ready for the pilots? Um, I will say transition defense. So the coaches have been talking about the loud, like, this past week, because we have to be, because they're, like, a transition team. So we have to, be, like, be back on defense and so I'm no personnel too. You guys have gotten into a really nice rhythm. You obviously have picked up two wins in a row. What right now for you guys feels like it's working the best for you? I say we we trust each other right now. That's what I've been helping us a lot. We trust each other. So so we've talked about basketball. We've talked about school. What do you do in your free time? What do you do to have fun? Nothing much. I cook. My free time is maybe Sunday, so I just cook. Like, I just make food that will last me throughout the week. What do you like to cook? Oh, uh, so it's some Nigerian food back home. <laughs> so I'm not familiar with what type of food that would be. So what, what type of food would that be? You know, it's really hard out here because they don't have, like, African store in Provo. So anytime I go to, like, Walmart, I make, like, stew and rice. So it's called stew and rice. So basically, I'll just say it's, like, some sauce. So I just put it on top of rice and eat, so... That sounds pretty good. Who are you roommates with? Are you roommates with somebody from the team? Yes. I room with Trey, Widelow, Brandon Wall. Are they clean roommates or? Yeah, they are. Yeah, okay. All right. Are you the dirty roommate or are they the dirty roommate? No, I'm not. (laughs) No, I'm not. Everybody takes out the trash and does the dishes, right? Yep. All right. Well, that's good. You have been really fun to watch and I'm excited that you're starting to get some more minutes and the production is coming. Congratulations on the last couple of wins and good luck against Portland. Appreciate you a lot. Appreciate you having me on here. I really enjoyed that conversation. That was Gideon George. And I think my favorite part of that interview is when he was talking about when he gets on the floor, Brandon Averett and Alex Barcelo just tell him, do what you do because nobody can stop you. And quite frankly, that's been the way it's been over the last couple of games. I mean, the opposing teams have had a big problem trying to slow down Gideon George. And then on the defensive end, he's just shutting guys down and has done a fantastic job. Certainly, uh, we're going to see more and more of Gideon George if this is the type of play that we're going to see on a consistent basis. He really has been a bright spot for the BYU Cougars, especially since conference play began. Appreciate him taking a few minutes this week as we get you ready for BYU and Portland. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, and man, it feels good to say this, we're going to head to the Marriott Center for a courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live presented by Mountain America Credit Union continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. After more than a month without a home game, BYU back at the Marriott Center tonight hosting the Portland Pilots. Let's head over to the Marriott Center now. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. It's time for our courtside conversation. And joining me from the Marriott Center, he is the one and only Mark Durant. Good evening, Mark. 
Jason Shepard, my friend, I feel like it's the first game of the year. I feel like it's a whole new season being back in the Marriott Center again. It's been a long time. It has. The, in fact, the last time that you were in the Marriott Center, you and I were doing the game. Those were the good old times. <laughs> the olden times were fun when you and I were doing the games, calling it on the old squawk box. <laughs> is, that, is that what they called it back then? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. So, needless to say, last week was a pretty good week for BYU basketball. 2-1 and one in the conference, 11-3 and three overall. When you look back on last week, what was your biggest takeaway from those two games and what it means for the Cougars? Well, I just was really impressed with, uh, I mean, I don't like using gritty, or but, but just the toughness. I mean, I like the toughness of this team. It's kind of got a blue-collar attitude and, they find ways to win games, and it wasn't pretty, and they didn't make many threes, and uh, but and yet they come out of, uh, of a, with a sweep over teams that rarely do you ever beat one of them, but to get a sweep is unheard of, and and it was just it's just weird because you watch the game and you're like, eh, we're not going to win this, we can't make a shot, and then you win by 20. Uh, they just seem to have another gear of toughness and uh, block people down defensively and guys making big plays at the end of a game offensively, that's a pretty good formula. And the defense is so good that even when they're not making a lot of shots, they're still in a game. So, you know, they, they never got down by 15 to St. Mary's or San Francisco. They got down 7-8. That's manageable. And then when the time came to really put the hammer down, they did it. That, 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 that takes real toughness and grit. And, uh, and, you know, a belief in each other that no matter what the situation in the game, you can win this game. Ran the interview with Gideon George in the previous segment. He was really fun to talk to, and he has provided such a lift for this team, and especially in both games last week. I don't know if BYU wins either game without his contributions. Um, Two-part question. What do you think has led to him being more productive in his minutes and then how do you see his role with the team moving forward what what type of role do you see for him well first i agree with your assessment that i don't think byu wins either of those games without gideon george and you're like well what do you mean it's not like he was scoring 20 25 points but byu had no answer uh for st mary's and koozie getting in the paint scoring distributing they, they had no answer for him and they put Gideon on him, and he was never heard from again. <laughs> and uh, and and that changed the game. I mean, without uh, without Kuzi kind of doing his thing, they were lost. And uh, and BYU, and th- and then the other guys fed off that. And the other thing he does, St. Mary's and San Francisco, more than really anybody, and they're one of the top teams in the country at this, is good at taking you out of your offense and in limiting assists and guarding the three well Gideon's game is just tailor-made for that I mean he's he doesn't perform as well in kind of a team motion uh, offense but he's really good when you just say just give him the ball maybe isolate him on one side of the floor say go score Gideon and he absolutely did that he doesn't need an assist from someone to get a bucket give him the ball clear out go score he has the ability to do that more than anyone on this team he reminds me of a little bit of uh, Akina Young in that he's undersized, you know, six 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 seven, but he can score on a seven-footer. He's very nifty around the basket. 
maybe even a little bit like my brother, uh, the ability to go in the paint undersized and, and score. He's super athletic, but he has, I think, a lot of confidence that he can go score on anybody. Anyway, that's a long-winded answer, but I'm just I, it's so nice to have a weapon like him in those kinds of games. And, and is, he's so athletic that he can guard a point guard. That's rare. I mean, you, you'd you love to be able to put a six 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 seven guy on a point guard, right? But you can't because they'll get beat. They're, they're not quick enough, not athletic enough. There's, there's no one that Gideon can't guard, whether it's a point guard or a seven-footer. He can guard all five spots on the floor and, and shut them down. And if you can put a, a, a six 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 seven guy on a point guard and they can be as quick and as, as, as athletic, I mean, it just completely takes him out of the game. That's what happened uh, with Kuzi and, and why BYU was able to turn that around. Speaking of your brother, Devin, uh, saw him yesterday at JCW's. And uh, I wanted to go over and introduce myself and say hello because I have never had a chance to speak with him face-to-face. But I chickened out. I was not going to interrupt him while he was enjoying his meal. Uh, well, that's but- good because he is so ornery. <laughs> he, he, does, he hates talking to people. He shouts them down. He says, don't bother me when I'm out in public with my family eating J.C. Dub. I mean, it's it's embarrassing to be with him. <laughs> now, why didn't you go talk to I, him? I, I chickened out. You're I, my I buddy. Didn't, I know I didn't want to interrupt him, but that, but that was beside <laughs> the point. I, that's I just was. You brought up your brother, and I said, "Oh, that's funny <laughs> because I saw him yesterday." And I chickened out saying, "Hello." I can't believe he went to JCW's. He's he's kind of a vegan dude. I, maybe maybe JCW's has some vegan options. Maybe he was getting a salad like I was. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you guys deserve each other then. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move back to this. And I know this is somewhat of an unfair question. This is always a little unfair because you're comparing two different teams. But BYU is one game ahead of last year's pace after 14 games. Interestingly enough, the production's pretty similar. In fact, if memory serves, the opponent's points per game are the same. The only difference really is BYU's averaging one more point scoring per game. Everything else in terms of that is very, very similar to last year. Now, last year's team was a much better shooting team, especially from three, but I was surprised at how similar this year's team was with last year. How would you compare this year's team versus last year's team at around this time? Well, I don't know the numbers well, but in my, in my view, this team is so much better defensively. That's there's a couple reasons for that. One is Matt Harms, I think, is a different difference maker. And when he's not on the floor, you've got up, uh, three other big guys. Harward has become a force, and uh, so pe- people aren't scoring uh, easy buckets a lot, and they're not getting points in the paint uh, as as well as they were able to do last year. Um, so defense is big. I, com- I the comparison I used in the San Francisco game is just like. Rocky Balboa and, and Apollo Creed fighting each other, and Apollo was kind of razzle dazzle and it was fun to watch, and you know, kind of a showman. And that, that to me was last year's team with those great offensive players and and making all the threes and running the fast break. I mean, it was it was poetry in motion. It was just beautiful, and uh, and and Rocky, you know, he's just kind of a chasing chickens and hitting the beef you know he's just a tough guy and he's gonna get pounded on you just pound on him and he just keeps standing and then you kind of get tired and he starts wailing on you that's kind of the way BYU in those games are just gonna get pounded on but they didn't fall down and and they have so such depth and such toughness that at the end of the game they just started pounding on the other guy 
And so they, they get wins in different ways, but they still get the wins. And uh, and so it's really interesting to see how different this team is from last year's team. And yet, you know, and you wouldn't think, you know, given the talent that you had on that team, that this team would have a better record and win at St. Mary's and win at San Francisco. I mean, it's just kind of kind of a little bit crazy, but it's cool. I mean, it's just cool to see these guys just be tough and take the punches and then at the end just kind of deliver some and get wins. And this, this, this is a good team. I mean, you, the tendency is to say, well, this isn't as good a team as it was last year. Well, why? I mean, they're, they're different, surely, but the results are right there for you to look at. This is, this is a good basketball team. And by the way, thank you for the reminder that I have yet to see the video of you and Greg reenacting the scene from Rocky Three on the beach where Apollo and Rocky are running <laughs> against each other. It's still waiting well, for that. One day man, it will happen. One day it, it will it, happen. It's beautiful, the platonic male love at the okay. end where we're jumping around, giving each other five and hugging. It's yep. beautiful. So you mentioned BYU being a good team. There's being a good team, and then there's not being such a good team. Uh, that leads us into tonight's matchup against Portland. Uh, Portland, 0-4 in the conference. They are struggling. They're on a losing streak. BYU has had its way against Portland throughout the entire series. Um, and they don't shoot the ball well. What do you make of this matchup tonight? BYU's favored by 22. Yeah, I think that I think they'll probably cover that. I, I mean, I, I haven't really seen a lot from Portland that would make me think that they're going to be competitive, especially here. They've had one or two good games. Um, and they're, they're weird. I mean, they're not a good shoot, shooting team. They shoot a bazillion free throws. Yeah. So it makes me think, you know, they're going to put it on the floor and they don't get a lot of assists and they're just going to try and do their thing and get in the paint, try and draw a foul. Uh, and so BYU's got to be careful. Keep them in front of you. Don't don't try and block shots necessarily, but make them shoot. Make them shoot. Don't bail them out because they, they're not really good shooters. So it, it's going to be tough for Portland. Uh, you know, they're not going to be able to match BYU's size. But BYU could you use a game where they're not stressing so much and, and getting a, some guys some minutes. Uh, that might not play as much, but uh, listen, if you if you think you can just show up and yeah, win, you can't obviously, coast. You, yeah, you can't coast, and you want to keep getting better. But hopefully, this is a game where BYU takes care of business, like I say, and uh, and we'll get a nice win here and continue to get better. So, speaking of taking care of business, Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen or- Volkswagen in Orem proudly present keys to the game. Mark, what is your number one key to tonight's game for a BYU win? Well, again, the free throws, I mean, they shoot double what most teams shoot. And so I would say, you know, as long as BYU is within five or six made free throws of, of Portland, they don't, they don't have much of a chance here. So that will be my, kind of my number. All right, Mark, great stuff. Uh, I promise next time I see Devin anywhere, I am going to introduce myself and say hello. I will make that promise to Listen, you tonight. He loves you. He would love um, He would love to talk to you. Everybody go bug Devin. I mean, that <laughs> Sure, he's going to love that. And then call him, Mar- aren't you Mark Durant's brother? That would be just the highlight for me of my life. Yeah. You know how many times growing up, aren't you Devin's brother? Let's, let's flip it on. All right. Okay, I like it. Thanks, Mark. We'll hear you with Greg in a few minutes. All right, thanks, Jason. All right, after a quick timeout, uh, we'll be back, wrap things up, and get you over to the Marriott Center for more pregame coverage as we get you ready for the Cougars and the Pilots on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, 
Jason Shepard. Fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. With the BYU victory tonight, pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com tomorrow. When you use the online promo code BYU50, it's not for good at any Utah location. Coming up next, the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Bleeding gums are a key indicator. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans, and welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah, as tonight the Cougars return to the home hardwoods for the first time in exactly a month to host the Portland Pilots in BYU's WCC home opener. I'm Greg Grubel with your play-by-play tonight. My broadcast partner is the beloved former Cougar hoopster himself, Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, after only three home games in the last seven and a half weeks, BYU now gets three home games in a week and a half starting tonight and even without a home crowd it is good for these guys to be back in the friendly confines familiar rims and the comforts of home after a challenging but successful road start to their league campaign i've been this long away from the marriott center since i was a 21 year old coming home from kentucky coming back in this building that felt pretty darn good and feels good to be back in this building i'm sure the players feel that way and this team greg is on a mission i mean what they're doing is pretty fun to watch and remarkable and they're finding a way to win games at the level of toughness that I haven't seen in a long time. And got a lot of leadership, a lot of guys working hard, a lot of depth. They're basically 11 guys deep that they can play at any time of the game. I mean, it's really interesting to watch this team, and they're having great success. And the future continues to be bright. But it's nice to be back in this building because I'm a little travel weary. I, mm. I, I like you, Greg, but I don't like spending that much time with you. <laughs> I actually, actually kind of enjoyed the time we had together this well, past week. But uh, yeah, okay, keep, keep keep thinking that, Greg. All right. After this break, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Tune to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Grubel. Welcome back to the Marriott Center here in Provo. Tonight, 11-3, BYU hosting 6-7 Portland. 25th all-time meeting between these two teams. Uh, BYU has won 22 of the previous 24 get-togethers, including all 12 meetings here at the Marriott Center. Time now for our pregame interview with head coach Mark Pope, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. And with Portland never having won here and coming into tonight's game on a five-game losing slide, I asked Coach Pope about the need to, well, stay sharp and block out the noise that says tonight's outcome is already a foregone conclusion. Well, that's what winning teams do, and that's going to be our test tonight is, is you know, are we going to be a winning team that's actually vying for uh, for special things this year? Um, because this is a really dangerous team. You know, in, in Terry's tenure, 
Uh, he's been there four or five years. They had their biggest win of his whole tenure this year at Oregon State. And so this team is really, really dangerous. It's going to be hard for this team to win consistently, but on any given night, if they're making shots, they got the floor spread, five guys out on the perimeter. Uh, they're the number one free throw earning team by one metric in the country. They play the 14th fastest average length of possession. Um, and so, so they can cause problems. They're not going to be able to do it every night, but on any given night, they can cause massive problems. And, and you know, we have a, a, a mantra on our team. We'll see how well we believe it, that, that this is the biggest game we've played all season. And um, if our guys treat it like that, then, then we'll do well. But we have to come into this game like that. You mentioned how dangerous they are, and, and basketball is famous for playing the transitive properties game. But the Oregon State win is great for them. Oregon State beat a USC team that you know how good it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's how this game is, especially in the, ne- in the next month. I mean, we're at the end of, the jan- end of January, and we'll get to the first two weeks of February, and all kinds of stuff happens where – um, guys just get kind of lost in the grind of the game and maybe lose a little bit of their urgency or intensity. And we can't afford to do that. And it's one of the keys of this team, and, and uh, it's one of our goals tonight. You just played a San Francisco team that lives at the three-point line, and now you play a team, as you noted, that lives at the free-throw line. How do you not get into that kind of game? Yeah, it's uh, points of emphasis for us. Are we got to be there on the catch and catch the move. So our catch-two game is really huge. They're interesting because their bigs probably shoot more threes than anybody we've played against so far in hand and and 13, uh, they're starting four, mm-hmm. uh, who's seven for 10. You know, he hasn't shot a lot, but it's just in league now. He's seven for 10 from the three-point line. So both those guys are are really difficult guards and cause a problem for us. One of the mainstays for us defensively has been doing everything we can to keep our bigs near or around the basket, and they make that really difficult. Uh, their ball screen, uh, they cause ball screen coverage problems for us and a bunch of things we got to answer tonight. Yeah, so it's a challenge for you there. They, they love to pick and pop, and they will challenge you where you may not want to be challenged up front that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, they'll have, a, they'll have a handful of guards on, on the floor at the same time, and so it's going to be a matchup battle. We'll see how that goes. If we can play big for some substantial portion of this game, then that's going to mean we're winning the matchup game. If if we have to go small to manage space, to manage transition, to manage a bunch of things, um, then we will have lost that battle and we still have to find a way to win. So that will be a marker of this game. Where you're big, though, and, and where you're able to rebound should be a, a difference maker. You hope is a difference maker in this game. Yep, it's really important. Um, you know, We'll play inside out tonight as we have uh, all season long. It's really important for us. And, um, you know, we got to – we got to uh, be really smart about how we execute an offense. We got to take care of the ball. Uh, we got to share the ball. They're a really heavy bottoms team, so we got to get to second, third sides. Uh, we haven't played a team that guards like this. It seems like forever. So this will be refreshing for us and see what we can do. How concerned are you about your three-point number? In that you just played three really good defensive teams against the three, so maybe that kind of shades it a bit. But uh, do you need to be shooting better from deep than you are right now? Um, yeah, I mean, we'd like to, but um, that's not where our this that's not, not where that te- this team is is. It's not where we're conceived, right? Um, we have a lot of different weapons. Uh, it's actually. It's actually way more comforting that we can win without shooting it well than it is distressing that we're not shooting it great right now because this team is capable of shooting. Um, So we're fully capable, but the fact that we can win games when we're not shooting it great is – that hasn't always been the case. And so I'm I'm actually super grateful for that, and that's been a really – a uh, really nice thing to see this year. How nice to be home, by the way. Yeah, we're, we're excited to be here. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, this building's really important to us. We have to protect this floor. It's, it's a crucial part of this program, and so here we go. Have a great game against the Pilots, Coach. We'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Ray. That is Mark Pope, and tonight's Science Bank Cougar pregame coaches show.
Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Click List. Order online, then pick up curbside by the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the Marriott Center. No fans in the stands. Families of players and coaches making up almost all of tonight's crowd uh, for BYU in Portland. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you from courtside. Jason Shepard's our studio host. Our control board operator is Joshua Sturgill. Terry South is our coordinating producer. BYU radio engineers are Sean Fay and Barry Squires. Broadcast interns Andrew Gray and Kevin Hatch. Great to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, Mark, on paper, BYU's in a really great spot. The Cougs have won two in a row at St. Mary's and San Francisco. They're projected by Ken Pomeroy to win each of their next 12 games. But you just don't stroll through league play with 14 straight wins, I guess unless your name is Gonzaga. Uh, this is going to be a grind to stay right with the Zags and get back to the NCAA tournament. Nothing can be taken for granted, not Portland, not anyone. Yeah, I mean, I'm, on paper, I'm a pretty impressive guy, but you meet me in person, you're like, yeah, not no, so much. Not so not the case. I mean, as great as that road trip was, Greg, beating St. Mary's in San Francisco, how easy could it be that we're talking about an 0-3 start? I mean, credit BYU, they got it done at the end, but... It's not like they're blowing people out. But the good news is you did that on the road against your two main competitors for that second spot. So you took care of some, the, the toughest business. That doesn't mean you don't have more business, right, Greg? But you took care of the tough. You, but still, you got LMU who's playing better than I thought. Pacific looks tough to me. you got to go uh, on the road to those guys. And, you know, and it's never easy going to Pepperdine in, in San Diego no matter what. And so he's still got a lot of work, but, I, I mean, they, they really performed well, and they'll have more home games. So they're, they're in a good spot, but you certainly can't take anyone for granted. All right, coming up after this break, we'll hear from Portland's assistant coach, Chris Buchanan, as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the Marriott Center for more of the BYU Store Cougar tip-off show ahead of BYU and Portland. After opening the season with a 6-2 and two record, Portland's kind of hit the skids. Five straight losses coming in two tonight, and remarkably, uh, the Pilots have won only one of their last 45 games against WCC foes. A short time ago, I spoke with assistant coach Chris Buchanan about how close this team might be to getting things turned around. Uh, close. I mean, obviously, I mean, we have some stuff with protocol issues last week. We got our leading scorer out versus Pepperdine, but... Um, as Coach uh, Porter and the whole staff preaches, I mean, it's Rome was built in a day, and it's a process. It's a process, and I think our guys are really tight group, tight tight knit group, and um, I think we just need to keep kind of hammering away in this really really tough league, and uh, hopefully we turn that turn that corner sooner or later with all the preparation we're putting in. It wasn't that long ago, matter of weeks, that you were on a five game win streak, right? I mean, so it can happen pretty quickly. Yeah, it can. It can. I mean, we knocked off. Uh, 
couple couple good teams this year. A couple good teams, and like I said, it's, it's, it's tough. As you get in a rut, it's tough to get out of. But you know what? I've got real confidence in this group as a whole, from top to bottom. And I think we can really uh, kind of persevere through that. And like you said, get on get on the right side sooner than later. So, what does it mean when you can beat an Oregon State team that can turn around and beat USC, which handled BYU, for example? Mm-hmm. No, I and mean, that's good. I mean, I think kind of what you just said. I mean, that, that speaks a testament to the bat- type of basketball that we can play when we're clicking on all cylinders. Um, I think Ahmed Ali obviously is a very, very talented scorer. I think Latrell Jones really coming to his own. Eddie Davis is shooting 50-plus percent from three. I mean, Mikey Hens are our, our warrior on and off the court. And, I mean, not to mention our bench. I mean, I think uh, Hayden Curtis is really kind of t- growing as a big guy. And uh, Clyde Griffin the, uh, supplies a good scoring punch off the bench. And it's good, like you said. I mean, we just kind of need to come together as a whole. Like you, um, I mean, that's kind of it. So. You're, you're the number one team in the country in, in free throw rate, mm-hmm. free throw attempts for field goal attempts. That doesn't happen by accident. What has been the key to having that be such a staple of your offense this year? A lot of drivers. A lot of drivers. I mean, I think in, in years past, you'd kind of put more a premium on the, on the three-point shot. A lot of guys would kind of create more off the bounce, and we'll, we'll go to that three line instead of going to the rim. And I think, uh, obviously, like I said, I think Isaiah Dash or Latrell Jones, Eddie Davis are kind of the three-headed monster at that. I'm really trying to get to the rim, draw fouls, and obviously converting at a at a good rate from the free throw line. Quite the contrast for BYU. The last game they just played was USF, which leads the country in reliance on the three-point mm-hmm. shot. Then they get you guys who are so uh, you know living at the line this year. So one of the great things about the WCC, I think, is that you do see a variance in styles, whether it's an extreme slowdown at St. Mary's to how fast you and St. Gonzaga play. It really is all over the place. It is, and it, makes it, to, it doesn't make it easy to scout either. So um, like you said, you guys, you guys are obviously a very historical, great program, and you guys have, have – a lot, of, a lot of great big fellas. The guy from Purdue, I mean, Kobe Lee, I think um, the Hayward kid is, is very, very physical. Um, and I mean, to mention your great guard playing Alex Barcelo and uh, the Utah State transfer, or I'm sorry, Utah Valley transfer. Right. So um, from shooting, you guys kind of got it all, so it's, it's going to be a tough one for us tonight. Maybe then a couple quick maybe thumbnail scout notes on what you really want to get done against BYU then tonight. Sure, I mean, I think we definitely want to kind of pick up the pace. I think we, I think we do have... Uh, Quick guards, we can't do that. I think transition is, is a key for us. And obviously kind of what we touched on earlier in the interview is get to the line. Mm-hmm. Get to the line. And I think uh, got to hit a couple more three-point shots. But, hey, if we're hitting threes and uh, getting the rim drawn fouls and even converting with the and one, I, hopefully, uh, hopefully that gives us a shot tonight. And finally, how is the program, everyone handling uh, COVID and, and the protocols and getting getting through it game to game, week to week? Sure. Obviously, it's tough. I mean, it's tough, it's tough for everyone. It's tough from from Portland all the way to the East Coast. I mean, it's difficult. You see games today getting canceled. I mean, games, I'm, I'm assuming this probably isn't the last last games that got canceled today. There'll be more and more coming up. So I think our group's doing a really good job kind of staying together and um, just trying to, most importantly, be as safe as possible, not even just for our team, but for other people on campus in our community. Well, best of health to you and your team, and we'll see you back in Portland in not too long. Thanks awesome. for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that is Portland assistant coach Chris Buchanan. BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. Our coverage of BYU in Portland continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. 
BYU and Portland coming up. What a difference a season makes. Last year, BYU was the number one team in the country in three-point percentage. The current ranking this year is 142nd. Last year's team averaged 10 threes per game. This year's team has made 10 threes over the last three games combined. Now, some of that's down to the teams BYU faced. There were good ones against the three, but it's not last year's team. And Mark Pope just told us, Mark Durant, that that's okay because BYU's still winning big games in other ways. Yeah, I mean, they win differently, but you need to shoot better from the three, just point blank. I mean, uh, they play tough teams on the road. Guys like Nell and uh, and others, uh, Johnson, here at home will shoot better. I'm hoping that will give them a little confidence going forward. Time for our last break. Some final thoughts before tip-off coming your way next on the B- new skin, BYU Sports Network.